Kankakee Podcast is presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design Family of Businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. Learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Thankful for stories Hold on to the lifetime we won't get back I know these rivers carry Welcome to Kankakee Podcast, where we talk about the people and places of Kankakee County. I'm Jake Lamore, and today is a very special episode. We are joined by the new executive director <laughs> of the Kankakee County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Nicole Gavin. Welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here today. I'm I'm super excited to finally introduce people to the new executive director. They get to know you a little bit, and this is a, a great way to start, I feel like. We're here to talk about the CTAP Grants Program, which stands for what? (laughs) Community Tourism Action Plan. So, or CTAP, you can... CTAP. CTAP, yeah. It it makes me think of the, what is it, the the D-TAP or the, the... the series oh, the shot. The shots. Yeah, the TDAP. We are not doing injections here. So. <laughs> well, you might want to say it's a, a tourism injection. Yes, yes. Right? There you go. Yep. <laughs> um, that's what we're doing. Yes. But I don't know. That just made me think of that completely random no, off topic. Makes sense. Yeah. And but this is actually nothing new. This is something the bureau's been doing for what? How long now? Well, it was done back in 2016 into 2017. So it was investing into different tourism products for actually just the municipalities that are involved with our organization. So it was a much smaller scale. And then, you know, there was we went into COVID and there was a lot of uncertainty with how everything was going to shape up, especially with tourism. So now we're in a place that we do have some funds available to reinvest into the community. That's amazing. So when it was first done, I know you were not with the organization at that time. Do you know what organizations or or things came out of that first? Yes. I'm just curious to know which ones. So... City of Kankakee, they did the murals, the Finding Frank murals that oh, are up. Okay. So the Frank Lloyd Wright murals. Those are awesome. Those were done. Yeah. So that was part of the CTAP program. We did marketing support for Bourbon Day Friendship Festival and then also wayfinding signs. Mantino, I believe they did some of their uh, murals too, downtown Mantino. Yeah, there's uh, the postcard mm-hmm. looking mural. So I don't remember which ones which were done. Which ones, mm-hmm. yeah. And then... Maybe it was the, there's the map of Mantino. Uh-huh. 
that's on like the side by over yeah. by the well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That, maybe that was one of them too. Yeah. I don't know. We need to call. I I text Sarah Marion right now. She yeah. would know probably. <laughs> she would probably remember. Yes. I know she was involved, at least in the map one. I don't remember if she was involved in the postcard one, but regardless, I think yeah. it probably was one of those or both of those. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so and then support for Oktoberfest. Village of Bradley, it was um, beautification, benches, and just, you know, making things look more appealing. And again, those grants were $10,000 max. So this grant process is a little bit different. In yeah, what is it, 50? <laughs> um, um, it's, we are starting out at $5,000 grants all the way up to $500,000. Oh, wow. That, yeah. 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 Okay. That's a lot more <laughs> yes. than $50,000. Yes. Woo. So people can do some some serious mm-hmm. damage to their idea. And yeah. damage in a good way. I Correct. guess that was a bad way to put it. But <laughs> We could put a dent in it, right? Yeah. But because you've got two different sides to this grant. It's not a one size fits all. Correct. There's one that is product enhancement grant, and then there's actually a major investment grant. And yes. that's the one that goes all the way up to $500,000. Correct. So I guess since we're talking about that, let's break that down on mm-hmm. like the differences and what would fall into those two different categories. parts categories of this grant. So the first one will be granting anywhere from 5000 to just shy of 25000 And with that, we figure that's probably going to be a smaller organization or just getting started. So there's only a 25% match required for that one. So that's great. So this is available for nonprofits, for public, private organizations. I mean, basically anybody. So you know, that's available. And then for the second one, it's anywhere from 25000 to $500,000. What would an investment, you know, be like, is that, that'd be like someone with a brand new idea, probably. Brand new right? idea, um, expanding, you know, like with the Riverwalk, that they're going to okay. be putting in something like that, which is going to draw tourism for, you know, years and years. So massive expansion there. I mean, it could be bringing back a different festival. Like we used to have that barbecue fest or... They were talking about doing like different food festivals, bringing that to the area, like a wine and beer fest. So whatever it might be, or even maybe extending a current festival, maybe something that's already two days, expanding it for another day, bringing in different artists that might not have the budget for at the moment. Yes. Yeah. So Um, just adding on to what's already there kind of deal. Sure. But as someone, let's say I wanted to open up a roller rink or something like that, a skating rink, uh-huh. roller rink. I mean, that makes me sound like I'm 80 years old. <laughs> um, a skating rink. Would I someone what you meant. Be, yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> would someone qualify for yep. a grant to help them open up that skating yep. rink? That would work. So. I mean, it's going to bring tourists here, bring people from outside the area into our county. So, yeah. yeah. And not only that, offer current residents. Mm-hmm something to do, which is a part of what the Bureau is about, too. It's it's not just about bringing in people that don't live in the county, but it's about for the residents that live here. They might not know about certain activities or certain businesses and and things like that, right? Well, there's a lot of people that come into the county for work, but don't necessarily live in the area. So it's like now if we can show that we have a much broader things for them to do outside of work hours, then it's, you know, oh, let's maybe consider moving down here. So then, you know, still driving the economic growth for the area. And it does happen. I just, my fiance was just telling me about someone. So my fiance was originally from Oaklawn. Okay. And she ran into a friend at, I think it was Target, and he just got a job at CSL, and he's also 
from Oaklawn, but he just moved here to Bourbon A, and now he's working at CSL Bearing awesome. in Bourbon yeah. A. So there's a, a perfect example. Like yeah. that literally just happened the other day. It's it's like full so. circle. It's mm-hmm. like you know if you you build a place where people want to visit, then they're like, well, maybe we'll consider moving there, or maybe yeah. we'll consider starting a business there. Mm-hmm. And it's just so. Let's talk about you mentioned a match. You said mm-hmm. it was a twenty five percent. So that means if I'm applying for either the enhancement grant or the investment grant. I submit my application. You say, okay, we're going to approve you for Mm $100,000 or we're going to give you $100,000 for this grant. That means I have to put in 25% of that? So for the smaller grants, the $5,000 to $24,999, that's a 25% match. So let's say, you know, you're asking for $10,000, you would then have to match $2,500. Okay, so. so technically you're awarding seventy five hundred. We would then? still no, we would still award ten, the full, but they okay. have to put in twenty five hundred. So, okay, I see. Um, and what's the reason for that? Just um, curious. Basically, like if you have an idea, like you have to have some sort of like I don't want to use the word skin in the game, but that's kind of <laughs> sure, like you have collateral. to have yeah, you yeah. have to have some sort some of, of your own money. Yeah. This is to help you get it started or expand whatever you're trying to do. And then hopefully in years to come, like you're showing that you have some sort of business model, like how are we going to keep this going in the future? For the larger grants, it's a 50% match, just considering that they are going to be massive projects. I mean, especially if you're in the half a million dollar or beyond, um, if you're looking for that type of funding, like you should have some sort of funding mechanism already in place. And this is to, again, without this grant, maybe it wouldn't happen. And you have to show, like you said, you have to show that you're committed to it. You sure. Know, obviously, right? Like it's not just going to be like a one-time thing and done like mm-hmm. you want to yep. have some... There, longevity. Yes, That's correct. the whole point of this grant is to create some things that are that are going to last and enhance right. the area for a long period of time. Hopefully. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully forever. Right. All good things, unfortunately, don't last forever. <laughs> but, you know, hopefully um, right. a, like, a good chunk of time. Mm-hmm. I guess you kind of touched on it earlier, who qualifies. Like, it's it's literally open to almost any type of organization, whether or not they're nonprofit or, or for-profit. Correct. Yep. Government, municipalities can apply, um, park districts, pretty much anybody that has an organization. So, What kind of questions are, are part of the application? What are some things that people would have to prepare for? Our full application is available on our website, so you can take a look at that or just email me and I can send it to you. But basically asking, you know, do you have a budget for this? Like, what what is your timeline for this? What does that look like? Um, how many people do you think would attend this event or venue or whatever you're trying to do? How many out-of-town visitors do you think it would would bring in. So some of this stuff is is a little bit more subjective, but with the larger projects, we're assuming that you're doing some sort of feasibility study and trying to figure a lot of that out before you're investing in such a large project. You know, how many overnight visitors is it are you we going to be seeing from that? Cuz that's with, the whole point of this, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I mean, you're wanting to get those overnight visitors to sure. stay in our hotels. Sure. Because that in turn actually goes back into the the bureau. Correct. Because Correct. that's how the bureau gets their funding. Right. So you can continue to do. It's just a, the recycle effect. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, you know, a lot of times our first touch with people is like, let's get them to the area. So they might not stay overnight, but they may spend a few hours here doing stuff. But then they're like, oh, I want to come back. So then it's a repeat visit or lengthening, you know, staying a night in a hotel, coming back. 
spending time at all of our different attractions. And there's so much here that we have to offer. What's your best piece of advice then for anyone that is considering applying or is applying? What's your best piece of advice for them in as far as getting them the best chance possible to have some grant funding? Sure. I think being very specific with your request, filling out the application, getting as much detail as you can. The application is going to go in front of a a committee, as well as um, we have consultants from consulting group, a strategic planner, helping with us to determine like what is most needed, what is going to benefit the area the most, and which of these projects is going to fit that. So are there any certain types of projects that you're kind of already kind of have your eye on um, that you're kind of looking for hoping that people will step forward with like maybe you're... I've gotten actually a ton of emails and phone calls and, you know, asking like, should we apply for this? And... I mean, anything that I think that is already just already thought out a little bit, like if you are in the beginning stages of this, know that there's going to be more grant opportunities in the future for like right now, as far as projects going, I do think any additional like festivals that are unique that would bring people in. I think that's going to be a huge, huge win. Again, like on the river, making use of this beautiful resource that we have here, anything that could expand opportunities there. That's going to be big because people will travel for that. I'm hoping the people at Estival Festival in Kankakee yes. uh, catch wind of this, or maybe I'll hit them up in case they haven't heard of this yet, because that's a, a newer yes. festival. It's only been, it's only two years old. I was going to say it's only two years. Yeah. So that this would be perfect for them. Mm-hmm. There's two phases of the awarding of the grants for 2023. Yes. Yes. So right now this application period is open through March 15th, and then we will um, be announcing the the awardees um, March 30th or 31st. I can't remember whatever that is. Okay, so that's really not that long of a wait. No. So we'll be getting like right on this, so you'll know what you can get accomplish this year then. And then the second phase would be later this year. Yes. So that application period will open up in August. And then I believe the applications are due September 15th. And then whatever that last Friday of the month is, we'll be making the awards. I feel like it's important to kind of get down to what the stipulations are with these grants, what you can use that money for and what you can't use it for, because there are some of those in place. Yeah. So things like your typical operating costs cannot be grantable. This is something that is above and beyond what you're currently doing. Because again, without this grant, maybe you wouldn't be able to do that. So with that was the whole point of this. And other than that, I mean, it's it can't be office space rent, which again would be overhead or yeah, anything like that. <laughs> that's uh, what do they call that? Reoccurring expenses yeah. or something. I, I am not the most business savvy person <laughs> here, obviously, but you know, yeah, those, those day to day expenses. The, the typical expenses. So this is, you know, whatever is going to enhance your current product or project or event or just bring to fruition something brand new. Visit KankakeeCounty.com to get the application and just to learn more because there's a lot of information to learn about the grant and if it applies to what you're doing or not. Correct. Correct. Or just email me too because I can send that 
directly out to you. Yeah, so, and your email it's is? It's Nicole at kccvb.com. Okay. So that's yeah, a mouthful, think, kccvb. Right. <laughs> it is a mouthful, which is why you have Visit Kankakee yeah. County, right, <laughs> instead. So are you going to be letting people know, even if they don't get the grant, are you going to say, hey, thank you for... Your, your submission. Your submission, but unfortunately not at this time. Yes. And we are hoping to give some sort of feedback too, like what, because you can apply again. So just be, if you are turned away the first round, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't apply again or you for a different. You can tweak things mm-hmm. and yep. resubmit for the September Correct. deadline. Correct. Well, that's good to know. And yeah. this is something we hope to continue doing annually after this. So, you know, this will, will continue through the future. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think that'll really make a big difference in the area. Sure. Is because there's so many things that are already in place, but they just need that next they need right. that next step up. Right? Or someone has had a tremendous idea for a long time, but they haven't had the funds for it. Right. So and they can finally get the funding through this grant or get some right. of the funding. Right. I want to know, is there anything else going on at the Convention and Visitors Bureau that you want to share? Sure. Well, we are putting the finishing touches on our next visitor guide. So last year, we launched the first one since prior to COVID. So there was a lot of changes. Even up to publication last year, there was like, you know, you'd find out something new opened or change of location. So um, we're finishing up this next visitor guide, which will be we're really excited about. So that should be hopefully out sometime in March, depending on the publication time. And we've got some really fun summer campaigns, spring summer campaigns coming up. So okay. Can you give any details on yeah, some of those? Sure. So we're going along with the theme, there's always a seat for you in Kankakee County. And we are actually partnering with an organization called Carver Ties. So we are wrapping Ubers and Lyft cars in the Chicago area, Cook County, Will County, Lake County. And basically, you know, when you're getting an Uber, you're very focused on like, okay, I'm looking for a Toyota Camry. The license plate is whatever it is. Now they can tell you, look for the Visit Kankakee County car. Ah. So we've got um, a cool design on there. Um, People sitting in kayaks, horseback riding. So anything where they're seated. So it kind of ties in. There's a seat for you, a seat at our table. And the Uber and Lyft drivers will be very well versed on things to do in Kankakee County. So they have captive audience in the car. They can talk to them about things to do here. And we'll have QR codes that'll drive back to our website and a whole digital campaign. See, that's awesome. I love that. It kind of goes back to our roots. I mean, there are so many uh, historical stories that have been shared on this podcast about how for hundreds of years, people from Chicago have come to vacation in Kankakee County. Like that was the whole reason they came here. They had summer homes. They would enjoy the river and they would get away from the city life. And I feel like that still translates today. Like yeah. people still do that to this day. I've mm-hmm. met so many people from, if they're not from Chicago, they're from one of the suburbs and they come down to the the state park uh-huh. and they enjoy the state park or sure. they come down to something else in, just, in Kankakee. Yeah. So. Maybe want to get away from, you know, the hustle and bustle for a little bit. Yeah. But they don't want to drive eight hours right. somewhere. They can just drive an hour, hour and a half and there they are. They're right. in beautiful nature. Mm-hmm. We all need <laughs> so. that. And that's one of 
of the huge things, especially coming out of COVID, people were definitely looking for outdoor activities. Um, and that was one of the number one travel trends. People are looking for things to do outside. Yeah. So. I mean, day trips are mm-hmm. so nice to mm-hmm. be able to do and you can easily just go back home and that kind of thing. Or maybe it's a weekend. Right. And then you get those overnight stays sure. that you're trying to get yeah. here in the county. So that's awesome. I yeah. love that. And then Keiko. Yes. Want to talk about Keiko? Yes. There's always something new and exciting <laughs> with Keiko. We do. So that is our Keiko, the local exchange, which is our retail store. It's housed within our office. Um, but basically everything in there is either made in Kankakee County or promotes an experience or destination here. So the items you can't buy at another store, it might feature something that one of the artists have in another boutique here or another gallery. Um, it kind of like points them there like, hey, you want to see more of their stuff? Check out this store. So different swag and t-shirts and hoodies and stuff like that. And then cool other items, household items. Coffee. coffee. I know you have coffee from we, Connect Roasters We do. There. We've yeah. got Connect Roasters. And <laughs> so that's great. We've got Plockman's Mustard. So we carry some of the stuff that isn't some of their special blends. And then um, like they partnered with Brookstone and did like a Brookstone mustard blend. Oh yeah, that's right. So we've got right. that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Jimmy Joe's barbecue rubs. So kind of points you go oh. check out some barbecue. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Joe's. <laughs> you can't go wrong with Jimmy Joe's. I know it's been an ongoing thing with the village of Bradley mm-hmm. pulling out of the Convention and Visitors Bureau. I'm just curious, what are some of the ideas that are being tossed around or or thought of right now to kind of replace, I guess, the money of them. Because without Bradley, there is a loss of some funding. There is, yes. So I'm just curious what, you know. So there there are some new legislative bills that have been passed. So now we're just waiting for the governor to sign that. So there are some options, you know, legislatively that we can take advantage of. You know, we're still a huge proponent that we working working together is going to help promote the area the best we can. So if we kind of silo ourselves, that just seems to defeat the purpose. Yes, so, absolutely. I mean, we are one county and there is so much to offer and it would be negatively impacting the area if we couldn't all work together. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to hear that there are some things that are being put in place yes. to, to help kind of make up for that loss. Mm-hmm. So that's that's great to hear. We're actually going to be, that's something I can share too, our internship program. We are going to be finalizing everything for that for the summer, but we typically hire college students to intern with us and they attend a lot of the different events, kind of acting as a mobile visitor unit out in you know, yeah, when I actually, saw yeah. you at the the, um, <laughs> the Kankakee Fest. County Museum's Rhubarb Festival, mm-hmm. you had a slew of interns yes. with you. And I'm like, man, <laughs> that's impressive. So, so, yeah. So they're out. And I think that was our first event. So it was, you know. Yeah, because that's them. in May. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that probably is about the first event of the year. We attend all of the different summer events as much as we can and try to share different things to do in the community, especially, you know, the baseball and softball tournaments that are throughout the area. Like, you know, if you've got three hour gap between your games, what are you going to do? So mm-hmm. we try to help out people and point them in different directions. And I want to encourage everyone to also follow Visit Kankakee County on face or like on all social platforms yes. that you're on, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. I don't know if 
You do TikTok too, right? Or... We are going to be starting TikTok. Okay. That is one of our, our goals for National Travel and Tourism Week, which is in May. So oh, we're, perfect. we're working on that. We but, need like a full-time like social uh, every day, all day. You really do. <laughs> um, but I just want to encourage everyone to follow them on social media of your choice just because is it more than once a week or a couple times a week where you and uh, your staff do short videos of different places that people can go to in the county, whether it's a business or an attraction or mm-hmm. whatever, and you can learn about things maybe you didn't realize before? Right. And I think it's also important to point out that maybe there's a business or an attraction that you haven't been to yet, and they're thinking, why haven't we been featured? I want to encourage that business just to reach out to you because it's it's kind of like news and the media. We don't know everything. Right. And if people aren't telling us that these things exist, we don't know. Right. And because I think there is stigma attached that, well, if they're not coming to me, then they don't care about it. Or anything like that. But it's not necessarily that. It's just we don't know everything that's going on. Right. I mean, we try to stay up on everything, you know, new, new developments in the county. But it, there's there's a lot that happens. So right. if you can help us out a little bit, we'll help you out. <laughs> exactly. So I just want to encourage everyone to just mm-hmm. hit up Nicole yes. or anyone at the Con- Convention of Visitors Bureau and let them know what you're up to. Because they it's just they might have missed it. Right. So. Well, Nicole, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. This is great. Good. I had a blast. This is fun. And everyone go uh, apply for that grant. I'm Jake Lamore. Thank you so much for listening. Kankakee Podcast is proudly presented by Pewter Pros, Stitch Prints, and Digital World Design Family of Businesses, celebrating 25 years of small business ownership in Kankakee County. You can learn more at mypewterpros.com, stitchprints.com, and digitalworlddesign.com. Also, a special thank you to our patrons for helping make this episode possible, including Don Geisinger, Diana Crowley, Joseph Lamont, Bill Paracus, Lori Krayoch, Karen Bishop, SLS Home Inspections, Seth and Mary Berkey, Jake Lee, Jesse Arsenal, Dave Barron, Veronica Featherston, John Sullivan, Sue Hornung, Samantha Rocknowski, Lake Iverson, Travis Garcia, Jane Bostwick, Dawn Harrison, Simon Topless, Scott Wright, Carrie O'Connell, Jamie Race, Joanne Barry, Anthony Vicelli, Eric Olson, Nolan Bukowski, Natalie Flagel, Carl Earps, Jeff and Rosa Carroll, Teague Dreenan, Sandy and Steve Twait, and Rose Lucky. To become a podcast patron, go to kankakeepodcast.com and click on the patron tab. If you pledge $5 or more per month, you'll also hear your name announced on an episode of Kankakee Podcast. There's also access to extended versions of episodes, video versions, and much more. Our theme song was written and performed by Lupe Carroll and recorded by Daniel Bishop. This river.